0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. One of our sleepers this week, Marquis Goodwin. Huge disappointment. Yeah. Like going that, game,
2: that game was a disappointment.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know it was cold. It was a disappointment. Yeah, it, was, it disappointment. was a disappointment. Yeah. The Seahawks wide receivers, you know, had their shirts off before the game. Uh <laughs> that didn't age too well. No. Uh but if you were desperate enough to start Marquise Goodwin, uh like I was in a couple leagues, you know, I'm overcoming that donut in one league and I'm not overcoming it in another in another league. But you know, he did get hurt in this game. You know, he stayed out for a big chunk of the game, so that didn't help because of that wrist. Uh, but he definitely didn't help you move into the championship round. That's no. for sure. <laughs> um, now, if you were worried about Kenneth Walker, you know, he ended up getting 26 carries after not yep. even practicing all week. So just assume that he'll be good to go next week, regardless of his practice status. And he looked good. Uh, you know, uh, there was nothing in this game that looked that I was like, oh, he doesn't look good or anything like that. He's, he looks fine to me. So continue to fire him up. Twenty six carries, didn't score, but that's 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 really what you want to see moving yeah. forward.
2: Yeah, definitely twenty six carries for one hundred seven yards, is over four yards carry. Definitely, he didn't score a touchdown. That was disappointing. Um, but the way the offense was playing, just overall, was not conducive to fantasy points. Um, we had we saw DK Metcalf; he was able to get it done. But Kenneth Walker, um, he, you know, I, I think he did really well. DJ Dallas obviously had that high receiving workload. He had six targets and he caught all six of them. So it's kind of buoying his production. Uh, I'm not worried about him cutting too far into Kenneth Walker's work because we know that Kenneth Walker, if they're running the ball, it's going to be Walker. So definitely Walker is the guy moving forward. And Marquise Goodwin, I- I'm with you. You know, I thought this was going to be a good game for him. I thought that this was going to be a high scoring game and it just didn't end up being that. You know, the Chiefs are playing ahead the whole time and you'd think that would be good for the receivers. But Geno Smith recently, he's kind of coming back down to earth. And it's like the Seahawks are faltering in their playoff hopes. I'm not sure if Geno Smith is going to be able to bring them back. It looked like they were missing Tyler Locke in the passing game pretty yeah. much yesterday.
1: Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, Kadarius Tony ended up scoring for the Chiefs. Only ran nine routes, though. Uh, So not like super startable next week, you know, unless you need some deep options and, you know, had a chance at a touchdown on a good offense. Uh, Most of his snaps were near the goal line in the red zone. So that's that's good. Like he he will have a chance of scoring. He does have those packages. Um, McCall Harmon can be back though. Just keep that in mind. But maybe he'll be limited in his first game back. Um, I would say that Tony is a boom bust option in week 17, Um, you know, but nothing more than that. I wouldn't consider him reliable at all.
2: No, I wouldn't consider him reliable at all. And I think for that reason, I might leave him out of my lineup because he had a terrible snap share, terrible round participation. Yeah. You know, it's not anything that I want to rely on. The touchdown might make it look a little bit more, you know, sustainable than, um, you know, we'd like to think it is, but it, it's not. Uh, I'd rather start Juju, definitely. Uh, I think I could find other options too that I'd like. It doesn't seem like there's any reliable Chiefs pass catcher outside of Travis Kelsey, even though Juju Smith-Schuster has been a little bit better as of late obviously he put up a quiet game this game but the Chiefs were playing from ahead the whole time so they right. didn't have to throw exactly. the ball at all Travis Kelsey's the only guy that I'm happy starting in the passing game but Patrick Mahomes even with you know all the receivers having a quiet day he still has you know a good fantasy day so he seems like he's going to be good uh, regardless it doesn't matter it's been the case all season um, you think you see Patrick Mahomes who puts up 23 points in fantasy that you'd see more from the receivers that wasn't the case
1: it's going to be quite a decision with Juju next week going up against Denver. You know, he had a decent yeah. matchup against him a couple of days, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, th- that was their first, you know, Kawan Williams' first game back. You know, he didn't play, you know, a full couple of snaps. So, you know, will he be able to do his thing against, against? will Juju be able to do his thing against him this upcoming week? We'll see. But it's going to be interesting. He, he'll probably be, you know, still a wide receiver too for me, uh, but you know, you got to temper expectations just, just a little bit going into next week. Yeah. I think Um, we've been tempering
2: expectations for Juju pretty much, you know, the whole season since the first few weeks didn't go the way we wanted it to. He's had a couple good games, but you know, like this kind of game, it's liable to happen any week. It seems like, and I thought this would be a much better matchup. You know, my bull prediction last week was that he would have two touchdowns. Um, it wasn't a shootout at all, so that kind of fell flat on its face. We'll see um, if we can get back on track next week. If I would make another bold prediction, but Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm not worried about him. It's just this kind of game can happen anytime.
1: Yeah, uh, Jerk McKinnon, he only had seven opportunities this week. That was pretty disappointing. Yeah, uh, but again, like you said, the Chiefs were up all game long. You know, at least he ended up scoring to save your day. Uh, yeah. But Mahomes, he only had 28 attempts. You know, like you said, so you know next week against Denver. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably going to be depending on the run again. Right. That's that's that would be my guess. Like I, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield was able to get it done though against Denver. So, you know, <laughs> maybe Patrick yeah. Mahomes can as well. We'll see. Um, but the Rams <laughs> can beat up on him. I'm sure the I'm sure the Chiefs can too. Yeah. Um both Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb saw 20 plus carries. Uh Taysom Hill had nine carries and a touchdown. The receivers didn't do anything in that game. Uh pretty much what we expected out of that, you know, Brown Saints game in that terrible weather. Amari Cooper actually had a decent game considering the weather, Uh, 6-for-72. You know, it's not like you missed a whole lot if you didn't start Amari Cooper. Um, It's not like he went off or anything like that. But he had a decent game. uh, A lot better than I thought. But you know what? This was at home. This was at home (laughs) for the Browns. So Amari Cooper had to do something. He had no choice. Um, (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, that's, That's
2: what it comes down to at this point.
1: But moving forward, like, you know, still, like at the end of the day it's like in a, in a in a better weather game in a normal game next week by the way week 17 a lot of good weather okay just That's looking a ahead good
2: time yeah
1: and week 17 <laughs> week 16 was just absolutely terrible but you know going next week we should be fine for the most part uh yeah. you know the the browns have washington next week you know not the best matchup for wide receivers um you know i think diamond people's jones still an option though amari cooper still tempering expectations on him the rest yeah, of the way definitely and that's what we've been
2: saying you know this whole time since Deshaun Watson's come back it hasn't been good news for Amari Cooper but he did have 10 targets like inexplicably in that weather it's like I didn't think anybody was gonna get more than five and then Amari Cooper the guy that we kind of been crapping on you know these past few weeks especially with Deshaun Watson a quarterback comes out and gets double-digit targets it's just hilarious um he didn't do a whole <laughs> lot with him like you said um you didn't miss whole much a whole lot if he was on the bench I expected a bigger game from Nick Chubb and this has kind of been Nick Chubb's thing the past few weeks you know he doesn't do a whole lot of scoring at all but he gets those high yardage outputs um he's good for those single game props you know that you're picking uh for underdog getting that rushing yardage but outside of that he hasn't been doing much for fantasy teams um you know these past few weeks so kareem hunt same thing the Uh, offense it's
1: really that touchdown regression is getting to him yeah he's he's scored in the first eight weeks of the season he scored three four five seven eight he scored 10 touchdowns in eight weeks No. (laughs) 11 touchdowns in nine weeks. So, yeah. So now he has his first, like, few games without scoring a touchdown. He's due next week, guys. He's due. He's scoring two touchdowns next week. Nick It's
2: calling it right now. It's time for the fantasy championship (laughs) breakout. Oh, that would be so funny. That would be something if you call that. But, you know, like we said, that touchdown still hasn't been there. And we've just been seeing the high yardage output. And I think it has to do, you know, just with the Browns offense taking a big step back with Deshaun Watson, at quarterback. Obviously, they can't go back to Jacoby Brissett now. You know they're out of the playoffs. There's no reason to. But um, it, it's just been interesting with Nick Chubb. Um, I, I thought that was good. And then Alvin Kamara, like you said, he put up a good performance. He did have that touchdown. And then Taysom Hill, he scored the touchdown. So I think that kind of justifies what we were calling for. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah, I think that sure. justifies us calling for a game <laughs> from him. He he did what he needed to do, and he didn't finish. You know, as low as he could have. Um, in a, especially in a bad game, Andy Dalton was just horrific in the weather. Um. They did end up winning this game, but Taysom Hill, I think, was a good call this week.
1: Keep starting Nick Chubb, guys. Yeah. Still an RB, oh. RB1 play. Yeah. Keep starting him. You know, he he has the potential to score 150-2 and two a, 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 any given week. So, just just start him n- no matter what. I thought um, for sure it would be this week. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll be yeah. honest. No, I thought, you know what, though? I I, I, I'm not surprised he didn't score because I just feel like, you know, I thought the volume was going to be there, but, yeah. you know, I didn't expect a lot of scoring in this game. You know, just just Mm. be able to move the ball consistently, have some drives and stuff like that. I feel like that was the issue. And that really was the issue in this game, you know, to be honest. Uh, Let's see. Go to the Giants game. Each of Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, and Darius Slayton all had at least 79 yards receiving uh, in this game. And, you know, what did we say before this game? That all these guys can potentially get it done, Yeah. right? And and who did we say (laughs) we liked best this week in terms of matchup? Isaiah Hodgins, right? So if you ended up being desperate enough to throw him in, he was like one of our main sleepers. Last week, he got you eight catches for 89 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that's his third touchdown in four games. And next week, he gets Indy. Uh, he's another, like, desperate flex next week. But, you know, I, I don't like him nearly as much as I liked him this week, obviously. Um, right. But, you know, uh, let's see how the Chargers wide receivers do against Indy tonight. Uh, Kenny Moore is out tonight. Their nickel corner. Uh, the Chargers nickel. I'm sorry, the uh, Colts nickel corner. Um, so if he's out again next week, then Richie James might be the play out of the slot for the Giants, if you can choose any any Giants wide receiver.
2: Right, so Richie James is playing next week, where Isaiah Hodgins was last week. We got Isaiah Hodgins right last week, so maybe maybe Richie James, you know, you want to listen to us, maybe start him if you want a desperate flex. But you're right, I think this kind of borders on I put it in the graphic here, you know, it looks like we can start anyone against the Vikings, right. and they'll be able to do what Pretty they much. need to do. Daniel Jones is our quarterback, and he's making Isaiah Hodgins look like, you know, a fantasy wide receiver one. Man, I I couldn't believe that. I thought for sure that there would be, you know, some sort of vindication for the Vikings defense that they can stop somebody, but that wasn't the case. Um, Richie James had a good game too. Darius Slayton, like you said, he only had had 79 yards on four catches. It wasn't a humongous day, but, you know, when two other receivers have more points than him, they're having a pretty good day. Saquon too had a good game this week. So it wasn't a bad game for the Giants offense. Um, I'm not inspired to like start Isaiah Hodgins again. Um, Richie James even, I know the matchup isn't, bad next week but we'll see how it goes um I I don't like Daniel Jones as you know but he was able to come through too he had a high uh passing volume as well in this game um and we figured that might be the case against Minnesota so definitely yeah Isaiah Hodgins he he looked good this week I'm not sure how much I trust him next week but he might have pushed you to your championship because if if you start him as desperate flex you're probably expecting like 10 points out of him maybe 14 points and he puts up 22 you know you're well over projected uh, on that and on that total you know at the end of the day
1: you, you know who has the best matchup next week? You know, if if Kenny Moore ends up playing for the for the Colts next week, Isaiah Hodgins has the best matchup of all the wide receivers again next week against the Colts. You know, coming into this week, the Colts have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the left side over the previous four weeks. The seventh most over the last eight weeks coming into this week. So Isaiah Hodgins might have another week. Three touchdowns in three touchdowns in four weeks, maybe four and five. We'll that see. would
2: be that would be something. We'll <laughs>
1: that would really be really something. Isaiah Hodgins, fantasy football championship winner, playoff um, MVP, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, though, man, both him and Justin Jefferson saw sixteen targets each. You kidding me, dude? Yeah. Thirteen for one hundred and nine and two touchdowns for Hawkinson. This dude has like a serious weekly ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this question, man: Like, is he somebody like Kirk Cousins is going to be in the Vikings next year, right? Sign that two-year deal. He's going to be there. He's going to be their guy. Justin Jefferson, obviously, there. Adam Thielen getting older, right? There's no one else there. Is TJ Hawkinson somebody that you'll be aiming for in drafts next year? Uh,
2: Assuming that nobody, you know, jumps in during the draft or the free agency, you know, nobody comes in, a big pass catcher, a big name. Uh, I think so. You have to. You know, outside of, you know, the top five that we usually talk about each year, is there anybody you want to take over him? You know, for next season, especially with this type of ceiling, obviously he's been a little hot and cold, but that's been the way his career has been. You know, he has a low a, a low floor, but also a very high ceiling. I think he's definitely somebody worth targeting, you know, next year. Um, we can, we're obviously going to talk a whole lot, you know, over the offseason about that. But <laughs> yeah. the way that this game looked, they traded for him. And this is how you use a player that you traded for. Take notes, Bills. I know you just picked up Naim Hines, <laughs> and Naim Hines maybe isn't the guy, the talent or the guy that you, drafted, you wanted to get like T.J. Hawkinson was for the Vikings but this is how you use a guy that you traded for um, with Justin Jefferson I think that's why he's a bit volatile you know obviously with Justin Jefferson on the same offense they both got 16 targets that's not always going to be the case um, but with this type of upside and a good offense on a good team um, I'll take that tight end any day this is what we wanted Irv Smith to be a couple of years ago he couldn't say healthy and know uh, they finally turned to someone else and T.J. Hawkinson it looks like they have their guy um, for the rest of the foreseeable future especially next season um, as long as Kirk Cousins is there, I think you're right on the money that this is a guy that we should be targeting next season.
1: Really, really disappointing game uh, for Ramondre Stevenson. You know, he just didn't get enough touches. Ninety-one percent of snaps, though, fifteen touches. You know, really not going to get it done. Especially yeah. if he's not getting a ton in the receiving game. Only two catches for three yards. So, you know, if you made it through the champion, made it through to the championship round, like despite his performance this week. Continue to start him, you know, as yeah. a solid RB1 next week against Miami. 91% of snaps. That's going to continue even with Damian Harris back potentially next week. Um, just continue to roll with Ramondre, even though, you know, he might not have got it done for you, <laughs> you know, this week. Hopefully you were able to overcome that performance. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's been getting it done all, all week. This was like the one mulligan, you know, it mm-hmm. is what it is. He's he's human after all. You know, we've yeah. called
2: the matchup proof a couple of times on this podcast, but um it looks like this matchup was a little bit too much. It didn't help, you know. Obviously had yeah, the 91% snap share. It didn't help that they were playing from behind pretty much the whole game and they had to throw themselves back in the game. That would be why guys like Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers were able to get it done. Jacoby Myers on on the the good end of another crazy play at the end zone. You know what I'm talking about. Um, he caught that tip for the touchdown. It was pretty crazy, but um with yeah. Ramondre Stevenson, you know, I think this was bound to happen. You know, this type of game script is not going to be very favorable for him, and I was surprised to see this. I wish he could have gotten a little bit more work on the ground, but when you're throwing the whole, you know, second half to get back into the game, um, this is what's going to happen. Hopefully, you were able to get through it. We know what, my, what Ramondre Stevenson is, you know, as far as his fantasy value, and hopefully he can get back to that next week in a pretty good matchup against Miami.
1: Well, you know, you would hope that if you're throwing the whole second half that he would get more than three targets. Right. You would hope that he's get what he was normally getting. He was getting six, seven catches a game. Right. So that's what you were kind of hoping for, Um, you know, but unfortunately, like that didn't happen. I think this is more of a fluky game than anything. So just continue to start him. Um, It's
2: funny. It's funny because, you know, for throwing themselves back into the game, Mac Jones had 33 um, pass attempts to Joe Burrows, 52, who was playing with a lead. So that was a little bit interesting. That was just like something odd that I saw about this game. Um, it obviously... kind of makes sense
1: though, because you, you don't really want to run the ball against the Patriots. Their their vulnerabilities really on the back end in the secondary. So this was smart smart game plan by by Zach Taylor to be honest with you. The only issue was that they couldn't really get anything going in the second half, right? That's when you kind yeah. of had to like you know just just keep putting your, you know just just keep. It... I, I can't even talk right now. Just like <laughs> I, I just, I you know you know sometimes on a Monday you're trying to get things. A Monday after you know, Christmas? Come on, Monday. Yeah, dude. Cut him some slack. <laughs> I, I I did uh, you know I did I did put some back yesterday, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm feeling okay this morning though, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um no, but but you know what? My point is this. You know, you got to put your foot on the throat regardless. Like even if you're up 20 points or whatever it was after the first half. Yeah. You you got to you got to do what you were doing in the first half to keep it going. Um right. Moving on to the Lions and Panthers, both DJs got it done in this game. DJ Shark, you know, we were back in this week. Right. He had a, obviously had a really tough matchup against the Jets last week. We did not like him in that matchup for good reason. And we were back in this week. He gave us yet another 100 yard performance. So keep starting this man. You know, great matchup against Chicago next week. Uh, he's a wide receiver three, man. You know, he's a wide yeah. receiver three with upside. Uh, basically, he's been averaging 100 yards uh, receiving, uh, you know, outside of the Jets game last week, mm-hmm. like three basically, basically 300 yard games a DJ shark so he's yeah he's doing his thing keep starting him
2: yeah absolutely and it's funny because he's been like one of the easier players to predict their performance yeah. you know it's funny because Minnesota they had that good game we know obviously you're starting everyone against Minnesota then they go to New York and you say just lay off you know obviously he had that bad game and then he comes back against Carolina he's a good game so I think that's pretty interesting um that he's been that predictable and against Chicago do you trust him you know what, what's yeah. your yeah I, I think I that do. has to be the case I, I, I was just making sure that we we're on the same page because yeah He's pretty predictable, so he should go for 100 yards, guys. You know, now that we're saying that he's a good <laughs> game, he should be good for 100 yards next week. Uh, obviously, I think with Justin Fields at quarterback, this could be a shootout between the Lions and the Bears, especially with the Lions like on their last leg for playoff hopes and the Bears trying to play spoiler in the division. We'll see how that game goes. It's a good storyline heading into that one. But DJ Chark, he's been super reliable, like you said, outside of that matchup against the Jets. So I, I like him, like he says, a wide receiver three. I think he has wide receiver two upside. Um, each week. yeah,
1: he does. And the other DJ on the other side came through. We did like him this week as well, recommended him. He was my, I think, he was a mid-wide receiver, two for us. uh five for 83, wide and, 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah, five for 83 and a touchdown. Uh, solid start against Tampa next week as well. So, you know, he's found his his rhythm with Sam Darnold. Three touchdowns over the last three games with Darnold and all three of his starts, he got a touchdown. No, actually, no. Uh, he, he shit the bed like two weeks ago. So <laughs> three Seattle. three three out of the four against Seattle in tough matchup, but three out of the four games, he's got it done. Um, yeah. so just continue to start DJ DJ Moore moving forward. Uh, but how about Chuba Hubbard and Don, Deontay Foreman, dude? You know, combining <laughs> for almost 300 yeah. rushing yards. Uh, after Detroit has been ridiculously good against the run game uh, since their bye week, uh, but not what anyone expected, man. These guys, you know, might have been on your bench. You know, hopefully you had the guts or the desperation to start one of them, specifically Deontay Foreman, because he ended up scoring. Yeah. Um, but now you look at Tampa next week. There's still a little tough to start, man.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not. We can't expect this type of performance every week. Um, and it seems like we're saying this a lot about a lot of players, but Deontay Foreman, you know, he had the 21 carries. That's the one thing he had 24 carries. Uh, was that a week ago or two weeks ago when he had 72 yards? And this week he had 21 carries for 165 and a touchdown. You know, I'm not trusting these guys on a consistent basis because you know, either one is liable to take over for the other chuba hubbard he did have 12 carries for 125 yards that's ridiculous not expecting that to continue happening either um neither of them got any receiving work because the run game was just going so well for them i'm not you know discounting chuba hubbard's receiving work value i think this game script was just you know it was working in their favor running the ball so chuba hubbard didn't get those passes i think he still has you know a safer floor week to week because of that but deontay foreman as we've seen has a higher upside um because he has that rushing workload and he is liable like we said to put up this type of 100-yard performance and a touchdown on the ground. So, I like Chuba Hubbard if you want to play it safe. But Deontay Foreman, I think if you're on the upside, you play him. Raheem Blackshear, he did also have that touchdown. It could have been a bigger day for either one of these two guys too. Um, but bottom line, it was a running game that was getting it done this week. I'm surprised DJ Moore had as good of a game as he did with this going on in the backfield.
1: Yeah, you know, it, you know, against Tampa, the way Tampa has been playing, man, they just haven't been putting up points. So... The game script might be fine for Deontay Foreman next week, you know? So the fact that he got 20-plus carries in three of the last four games, you kind of have to just take a shot. Yeah, he had a bad game against Pittsburgh. They couldn't get anything going, you know, on on the ground game. But Tampa, you know, over the last four weeks, they've allowed uh, 400 rushing yards to running backs. So, you know, 100 yards per game there. So, like, I feel like, you know, Deontay Foreman might be fine next week. So I would consider him maybe a low-end RB2 next week. You know, just because of the fact that, you know, he could potentially get another 20-plus carry game. That's and true. if anyone's getting 20 carries, you know, you kind of have to, you know. Put them on your right you, hand. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. You kind of have to, you know, potentially just throw them in your lineup, you know, if that's going to be the case. Obviously, the Pittsburgh game really put a bad taste in our mouth, um, you know, going into this this past week.
2: Would you like putting Deontay she, Foreman in at
1: your flex? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. so. How about um, you know? It, I didn't like them this week against the Lions because the they, Lions, the Lions have been absolutely stout against the run game lately. <laughs> yeah. Uh the the, the the you should see the names that they have been like stifling, right? You know, going yeah. into this this week. Unbelievable. They they did all that in the first half, dude. They each had a yeah. hundred yards in the first half, which is insane. Chuba Hubbard um, had like
2: seventy yards in the first five or six minutes. I thought he I was gonna be the Two guy. Big runs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Uh what was your question? I'm sorry, I missed it.
2: Now, I, I was I just that, asking, you know, if Chuba Hubbard would be someone you would put in your flex, too, would you be, think either of these guys could be in your flex? Or do you think Deontay Foreman really only has consideration for that?
1: You know, I, I agree with you. I think Chuba has a little bit of a higher floor in PPR because he might get a couple more receptions. Yeah. Um, But I think I'd rather throw Deontay Foreman into my flex, you know, than Chuba Hubbard if I had the choice between the two, just because of the upside of 20 plus carries. Shane Zylstra, who you should not pick up on the waiver wire. Yeah. He had three touchdowns for the Lions in this game. So, sorry, Amon Ra. Sorry, sorry uh, DJ Shark. Uh, you know, you couldn't got, you, got, you guys couldn't get any of those touchdowns because Shane Zylstra was hogging them all. Uh, I would not expect this to continue because there were three tight ends running routes in this one. So, he just happened to be the guy this week. So, don't chase these points. Leave Shane Zyl- Zylstra on the waiver wire. Let someone else pick him up. Uh, if someone else is picking him up in the championship week, consider yourself lucky.
2: If somebody started um, Shane Zelstra, you know, this week. Please DM
1: wanna... please please DM me that and I'll send yeah. you $500 right now. <laughs> right. I'll demo you 500 bucks. If if uh, someone in your league started Shane Zelstra.
2: That would be just <laughs> crazy. Like I, if someone starts Shane Zelstra, they better like I don't know, can they tell the future? Like what would they do? You can't play the lottery, but man, they should go do some sports betting or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that would be crazy.
1: DeAndre Swift didn't come through uh but he did play on 56% of snaps that led the lines this week. You know, I'm playing both him and Jamal Williams next week against the Bears. If I'm in my championship, you know, the Bears, you know, they've been giving up a ton of fantasy points to running backs. We just saw what James Cook and Devin Singletary did on limited work. Um, you know, hopefully it didn't cause you to lose this week. You know, neither Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift cuz neither of them really came through. Um, but next week against the Bears, I'll be back in
2: I can't believe we're still holding on to hope with these guys, DeAndre (laughs) Swift especially. You know, it's like, well, he had four carries and a couple looks in the receiving game. Let's just hope that he can get back to it. You know, it feels, it's just terrible. DeAndre Swift, I think, he might be a candidate for one of the biggest letdowns. Obviously, he was injured, but, you know, this whole season. It's it's just been rough with DeAndre Swift. And we're giving him all these mulligans. Hopefully, he can get something done next week in a better matchup against the Bears. But, I mean, this was just horrific. Um, obviously the game script didn't really favor him you know we do know him as the receiving back but it was just Jared Goff to Shane Zylstra yesterday so I, I think that DeAndre Swift it's a complete complete shot in the dark upside you know play if you want DeAndre Swift in your lineup next week because at this point he's not getting anywhere near the workload that we need to be able to trust him and I don't even know what the outlook is for next season you know and we'll talk about that we got plenty of time this offseason to, to discuss that but Jamal Williams too He had a terrible day. (laughs) Seven carries for 11 yards. It's a terrible average. No touchdowns. He isn't a touchdown machine anymore. And Justin Jackson, that guy that was taking carries for them, had negative one yards. So it's just terrible. It's bad days in the Detroit backfield right now.
1: It really is. But against Chicago, I'm taking my shot. I'm taking my shot. You're a little bit more confident than I am. Yeah, yeah. Confident? I don't know if confidence is a word, but I'm taking my shot.
2: I'm taking my shot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like sitting there. Like, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm taking my shot. I might go try and find somebody else. But who knows? There's probably nobody else in the waiver wire at this point. I'm probably going
1: to have both of these guys ranked as low-end RB2s next week Right against the Bears. So we have Deonta so. Foreman.
2: That's going to be a low-end RB2. They're Deon all going to be ranked in the same spot. All of,
1: them, all of them are going to be sharing that 24 rb twenty three spot. Who of those three are you starting? Foreman. Okay. So it's pretty easy for you. I, I would say so.